0: This uh, Proverbs chapter four, you guys don't need any real intro. You're already there. Uh, you're a lot better than the other one that was here. I'll tell you that. Uh, Proverbs four verse 20 through 27. I'm a, I'm a buzz and get right to it, back in the saddle, talking about, uh, we're talking about physical health today. Um, and it all's going to kind of come together here today. Uh, So we are in uh, lesson number two on our physical health. My son, be attentive to my words. Incline your ear to my saying. Let them not escape your sight. Keep them within your heart, for they are life to those who find them, and healing to all the flesh. Keep your heart with all uh, vigilance. From it flow the springs of life. Put away from you crooked speech, devious talk far from you. Let your eyes look. Uh, directly forward and your gaze be straight before you. Ponder the path of your feet, then all your ways will be sure. Um, do not swerve to the right or to the left. Turn your foot away from evil. So this is the word of the Lord. Amen. Um, there's a lot in here. There's two, two words we're going to focus on today. Attentive means to, uh, pay close attention. So look at your neighbor and say, pay close attention. So we're supposed to pay attention. Um, you know, I, I didn't get to say this in the last service, but the, t- the school teachers always said that to me. I was never paying attention. I, ne- I never was. I just, I'm going to be honest since I'm a pastor and I have to be honest. I, just, I didn't like school. I never paid attention to anything they said. I was always thinking about hunting the whole time. I, that was all that was on my mind. Um, so be attentive here. So, so don't be like me. Be, be attentive. Uh, and then the other thing is vigilance. Uh, it's the action or state of keeping careful watch for possible danger or difficulty. So I told you in the previous weeks, I believe the water was up to our ankles and our knees and waist. I believe it's up to here now. We, we, there's there's a high probability for possible danger here. Uh, we're, we're here finally. We are finally here, so I don't have to go like, oh, it's coming, it's coming. It's here. You you have to keep watch over what's going on out there uh, in our land from sea to shining sea. Amen. And, and, and vigilance means possible danger or difficulties. Uh, so difficulties are, are not always bad. Sometimes they form who we are. Let's be honest, if it wasn't for difficulties, uh, you wouldn't be where you're at right now. Amen? Some of you guys have been through the mill, and uh, you remember on the days you came in later, however that was, you look like something that the cat drug in. That's what my grandma always said. Is you look like something that the cat drug in. Uh, so, King Solomon says this, he said, make sure you're attentive to my words, going back to verse 20. Let them not escape your sight. So we have to keep our eyes focused on God's word. And he said that they would, in, in verse 22, he said there'll be healing to all the flesh. So through this word, through this, uh, through this uh, testimony, through, through God working in our lives, if we keep our, if we keep our focus on the Lord, we, we can become healthier and healthier uh, because, just because of his word. And it says, keep my heart with all vigilance. So know that there's evil out there that lurks. Know that, uh, that there's possible danger out there. And don't believe everything you hear. Don't believe everything you hear unless it's from the word of God. Because there's a lot of stuff that's out there that just ain't worth a tinker's rip, is it? Okay. Um, put away... From you, crooked speech, and and put away devious talk far from you. Let your eyes look directly forward and your gaze be straight before you. So ponder the path of your feet and do not swerve to the right or to the left. Just because the things are out there don't mean that I need to partake in them. Amen? Amen. And, And I thought about this. I thought every time, senior, every time there's a gas station that closed down, there ends up being a pot dispensary that shows up at that corner. I, I think instead of that, what we ought to do instead of the, the pot dispensary, Terry, is we ought to open up a church at that location. Get rid of the pot dispensary and the packaged liquor stores and open up more churches. Amen. It was just something I was I was thinking about when I was driving by. I go, man, these things are popping up everywhere. Uh, I guess there must be a great need for the Word of God there. You'll get it in a minute. <laughs> And, and then the last one is do not swerve to the right or to the left turn your foot away from evil so let's pray about that and just and and let's meditate on this this evil that's out there and, and pray that uh, your family my family your children my my children and grandchildren will stay far from the from the evil okay so let's pray together so father we just pray that you give us uh, wisdom through your holy spirit that we stay away from uh, this evil that's so prevalent uh, this um, this this thing that's going on out there lord god this expansion of Uh, of demonic forces Lord God we rebuke that and pray pray uh, pray that it be replaced uh, with the spirit of the living God and we we ask Father God that we recognize between the two one will be of good and one will be of evil Uh, and um, and we pray for the offering today too Lord God Uh, we pray this in Jesus name amen Amen. so we'll applaud the Lord and the offering will be picked up got to be glorified all right, let's go to 1 Corinthians, guys. Chapter six, talking about the uh, the health of your body and, and all this. Um, we're going to start out here. This gives us our baseline. It's 1 Corinthians six nineteen and twenty. It says, "Do you not know that your body is a temple? I talked about this last week. Of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have uh, from God, you are not of your own. So so you you've been it's you've been bought with a price." Uh, it's expensive. God sent His Son. Jesus paid the price uh, for your soul. You need to uh, remember that and, and know that you are uh, very precious in the sight of God. Amen. And you and you might and while you're at it, you might want to remind your children uh, that they're precious in the sight of God as well. Remind them over and over again. Actually, celebrate what God's doing in their life too. Amen. Remember what you celebrate, you get more of. Um, for you are not your own; you were bought with a price, so glorify God in your body. So that—that's kind of the baseline we're talking about: glorifying God with our bodies. And there's a lot of ways we can do that. And you can—you can be thinking of. We can—we can praise God. We can lift our arms. We can shout. We can do all these different things. But nonetheless, this is stuff that God wants us to do, and and He wants us to take care of our bodies too, uh, as well. Amen. And and it was such a—it was such a great uh, testimony to have. Uh, Jeannie on the show and, and talking about what God's doing in your life. And, and she told me she's, uh, she was on, she was on the show, uh, Wednesday morning. She told me she lost a hundred pounds, man. Praise God for that. Amen. All right. So let's, we're going to talk a little bit more about health and, and, and this is some real neat stuff here. And this is some stuff I got to share with the eight thirty service, but, uh, with the, uh, the Warrenton campus, this is something I want to send back out to him because I, I wasn't able to, uh, to bring this to him, but I want, I want to share it with him nonetheless. Um, so go with me in First Timothy chapter 4. We'll start in verse 6. The, the, the little message in there is actually from 7 and 8. Um, it says, if you put these things before the brothers, you will be a good servant of Christ Jesus. So what's he talking about here? So let me set the stage for It's the Apostle Paul talking to young Timothy. On how to run a church. Uh, he's, he's, he's given them wisdom. He said, run it this way. Uh, you'll run into these difficulties. Uh, and, and it's actually, I got to thinking about it, this would be a good way to run um, our churches everywhere, to run our schools everywhere, to run our government everywhere. This is good advice for all of these people who are in leadership. Amen. Think about this as this goes on about how our world would look if we were following these, these, these ways. It says, if you put these things before the brothers, so he's talking about his church in Ephesus, you will be a good servant of Christ Jesus. So that's what God has called us to be, all his servants. So we are supposed to, to be a servant, and a servant serves. And, and, and he serves himself last. Right. Let me say it again because nobody said anything. You serves yourself last. Amen. You go, wow, Pastor Pat, that's totally contrary to the world. Absolutely the world is trying to be first and god said if you're going to be in my kingdom he said you'll have to be last and you, then you'll be considered first amen? amen and we we need to watch this class we need to get over ourselves amen. let's do that again go get over yourself Get over yourself you you don't need to be first every time you don't need to be first every time when 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 somebody's giving something away you don't need you don't need to be first every time Maybe somebody needs it more than you do. Or here's the deal, maybe you really don't need it at all. And, and I know in the Western world, that's foreign to us where are like, man, I, I can't imagine my life being without all these wonderful things. All you need to survive is Jesus. And he said, So we're gonna be good servants. He says, we're being trained in the words, so we're we're training in the words of faith and of good doctrine that you have followed. So so far, this is the word of the Lord. Amen. So we're being trained today in the word of God. So this uh, we're in training, we're in boot camp, we're in the spiritual gym doing spiritual push-ups right now. We're getting our we're getting our our lives together today. And then, and then we're going to go out and exemplify that to a lost and dying world. Amen. We're going to show everybody that we've been at the gym. Amen. We're going to, we're, we're going to, we're going to show I've been at the gym. You can see by the way I, by the way I talk and, and by the way I act, I've been at the gym. I've been at the gym Sunday morning. Amen. Right? You can flex on the enemy. What's up, man? Amen. What's up? Flexing on you. Oh, yeah. You're like, don't do that again, man. My kids are probably watching going, Grandpa, don't, <laughs> don't do that. Amen. I'm putting it in for the gray hairs right here. Like yeah. Amen. All right, let's get into the train. Let's see what he said. Now, be ready for this because this might hit you kind of hard. Have nothing to do with irreverent, silly myths. I ain't got time for it. I don't have time for that kind of conversation. I don't have time for that kind of text. I don't have time for that kind of Facebook post. Oh, got quite like a library in here. I ain't got time to talk about the things that don't expand the kingdom of Almighty God. I ain't got time to be in those conversations about who's got the most money. I ain't got time to, to, to find out all the worldly things. I ain't got time for it amen i think if we got all that time you know i, I gotta be i gotta stop i, I what i gotta go there <laughs> i go to all these different conferences and everything and they were talking about and not your kids it's, it's other kids that don't go to this church <laughs> about how much time the kids spend on the phone i get because this is kind of what this irreverent babble's talking about and i was with this expert this media expert and they, they asked me this, Pastor Ben, how long do you think kids spend on the phone? I go, I don't know, two hours, three hours a day. And they go, I think it was like some, somebody said 20 hours a day. Wow. No, really? 20. No, I'm serious. They oh. said some people actually turn it on and they sleep while they're talking to their friends. Wow. I said 20 hours. So let's get back. To, put your, hold your head. I know I, could, I can feel it spinning. <laughs> oh, the grandparents are going, oh, my gosh. This is training. This is the Apostle Paul talking to young Timothy. Now, there wasn't Facebook back then, but there still was distractions. He said, make sure that you're not getting caught up in any of these distractions if you want to be a leader and you're wanting to work for God. Like I told you before, if you're not at the circus, don't hang around clowns. You can applaud. That was good right there. Have nothing to do with the man. You guys are a lot better. Will you come back next week, Leah? They <laughs> have nothing to do. They have nothing to do with the Reverend. Silly Miss. Rather train yourself for godliness. So instead of Terry spending all that time you do on Facebook, spend it in the Word of God. Yeah. I'm talking. I was being funny. Terry's 80 years old, so he's not on Facebook. Train yourself for godliness. So that's what we're doing today. We're training ourselves for godliness. Verse 8. So here we go. For while bodily training is of some value, say that with me, some value, we'll get back to that. Godliness is of value in every way as it holds promise for the present life and also for the life to come. So this is a word of the Lord. Amen if here's the deal i'll I'll help you out so i'll help you out all you guys that are in physical fitness and all these kind of things and i just did my buddy's funeral the other night and we'll get into all that he says if you're going to train he said if you're going to train if you're going to go to the gym and train your body or you have the option of going to church go to church first and and then, and then because you have been at church, he tells you, Gary, how to take care of your body and how to take care of your family and all that kind of stuff. Amen. And not, not that bodily training is bad, but in the end, only godly training will matter. Amen. 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 So, so let me do this. So when I did my buddy, uh, I did my buddy Rob's funeral. I was, I was part of it. There was many pieces of it, but I did my buddy Rob's funeral um, on Friday. And uh, he was very accomplished in a lot of things. Rob was accomplished in a lot of things. He was an assistant chief at Woodson Terrace, and uh, he worked for St. John. And um, he, he actually used to work for me and my brother and all that. So it, it was kind of cool that that in America, being a Christian, you can do anything at any time. So don't let anybody tell you you can't do something. Amen? Very accomplished in, in weightlifting. Had all kinds of records of all these kind of things. and um. But he decided to go to the police academy in the, in the middle of his life. He was like 35 years old. I said, Rob, I said, what you? I said, you're going to be a drywall hanger like me and my brother all, uh, all, all your life, so just forget about it. He goes, no, I'm not. I'm going to the police academy. So he did all the things at the police academy, but being so big, he wasn't able to get the mile or the two-mile run down without almost dying, as you can only imagine. The truth, this is a true story. And uh, he had like one more shot at it. To, to make it into the police academy, to, to run this mile or two miles, whatever it was. And uh, he said, I'm going to do it today, and they're going to have an ambulance. True story, they're going to have an ambulance there waiting for me when I get done. He goes, I'm going to push myself, so whatever, whatever the outcome is, I'm either going to make it or they're going to haul me out of here. And he ended up making it in the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Amen. but but there's a point to this so this this physical training and all the accolades that he had and he was a dog trainer and trained police dogs for all over these municipalities there was probably at his funeral on friday there was probably 10 15 municipalities represented there if not more all over the place very very accomplished man what me and him focused on was his accomplishments in christ all, all the stuff that we talked about, me and him, the last couple of days before he died, Diane, they were all discussions about Jesus. Because we realized after we grew up, all those accomplished, those worldly accomplishments really meant nothing. All those accomplishments don't mean anything unless you got Jesus being your Lord and Savior. Amen? So that's kind of what he's talking about here in 1 Timothy. Amen. Uh, but, but still make sure that you're taking care of yourself. So here's where, where that part of the message comes in in Proverbs 17, 22. Turn there with me if you uh, have your sword with you. So here's what it says. So here's where we get into the healthy part of the message. It says a joyful heart is good medicine. Say good medicine. Good medicine. But a crushed spirit drives up the bones. We, we've talked about this before. Um, we know that being around, you know, hanging around sourpusses, you'll end up being a sourpuss. Amen. It's like, it's like a little club. You're hanging around the sourpuss club. I don't know if there's a membership for it. I think anybody can join. But there's another club. It's a joyful club, too. And that's, and that's, that's where we're at today. We're, we are celebrating the joy of the Lord in our lives. Amen. So let's talk about the three, uh, three levels of care that God has, has died for. So he's created us, he's redeemed us, and he dwells in us. So he created us, he redeemed us. That means he bought us back through his son Jesus, and he dwells in us through the power of the Holy Spirit. So, so that's a lot of care in, 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 in an earthly person. And remember, earthly people never really plan on letting you down. They just do because they're, they're sin-filled. They don't ever, you never intend to not be there, but, but something, say this with me, something came up. Something came up. It's just some, sometimes things are out of, uh, out of our control, amen? But let's get back to this, this joy. So this joy, this joy is actually part of the fruit of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Oh, I left out goodness there too. So that's, that's fruit of the Spirit, and they're all together. And you go, well, why don't I feel joyful? Close your eyes right now for just a second, and I'm just going to interview you right now. If, you, if your joy is, joy tank is a, is, is a little dry, just shoot your hand up and put it right back down so nobody sees you. Boom, put it right back down. All right, good. You go, how did, how did I get here? Open up your eyes. How did, how did we get here where the, where the joy kind of got extracted out of our life? Well, it comes through media, and it comes through events, and it comes through things that happen in life. And after a while, it, it just it, we, we think it's not there anymore. So I, I beg to differ, if, if you're a spirit-filled person in Christ, it's there, it's just been suppressed a little bit, amen? So ask me, say, what do we do, pastor? Do we, do? we work it back out. It's like muscle memory, anything you do, whether swinging a sledgehammer, throwing a rope, riding a horse, whatever, or, or lifting weights, or boxing, whatever it is, once you get going again, you, I need somebody to talk back to me a little bit. It's like riding a bike, you you know, yeah, when you get back on the bike, and you start to pedal it, you could be even my size, and get on a bike, and after you've pedaled it a few times, you may look awkward, (laughs) just shake your head and I'll get off of it, I'm waiting for everybody to agree, you go, man, that's real awkward. But well, once you start pedaling, you're going, it brings you back to your childhood. You go, I haven't, listen, I haven't forgot anything about it. That's the same with your joy. All we got to do is bring it back up a little bit. We got to get it to the gym and start to build it back up because the enemy in the world has suppressed it and pushed it down just a little bit. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm on the come up now. So what we got to do here is we're going to go to uh, chapter 15 uh, in, in John. And we're going to talk about this here. All right. So this, this, is, this is probably my favorite um, scripture in John, chapter 15. It's about abiding in the Lord. And we, we've talked about it and we've highlighted it and I've preached on it a lot as of late. And we're going, to, we're going to bring that back up. So joy is a feeling of great pleasure and happiness. So it's time to get happy, even even if you feel like you've been a little depressed. Some people might call it some people might call it depression. I don't want to call it depression. What I want to call is we got a little sidetrack. Say that with me. Got a little sidetrack. Do you do you ever notice that when the enemy comes around, he's kind of throws you a little something and you and you almost bite on it? And usually it's like on your phone. You're just going through and you're studying or whatever. You guys are always studying or whatever, going to choir practice, whatever it is. And then something will come across the phone, and it'll entice you to look at it. And you almost bite on it because it, it, it almost seems like it wouldn't be too offensive, but I could indulge in it anyways. But there's enough Jesus in you that you don't click on that site. There's, you, you went to a church enough time. your mom has prayed for you enough, you've been saved just long enough where you don't click on it and you click away from that. Amen. That's, that's when you know you're on the come up. So here it is. So here's the, here's the antidote for, uh, for people who are sidetracked. I am the true vine and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that doesn't bear fruit, he takes away. Some of the people in your life that are no longer in your life anymore don't need to be in your life anymore because God's allowed Him to show them the exit door. Can I get a witness there? So Hey, some of these cats you've been running around with, you don't need to run around with them anymore. God's allowed them to be removed out of your life because they ain't nothing but a bunch of knuckleheads. What, he, what he's doing is he's is he's sanding you down he's trying to get this thing down to bare metal because sometimes all that glitters really isn't gold sometimes that's just a candy coating sometimes in our lives we gotta we gotta we gotta file it down to bare metal so we can see what we're dealing with here amen yeah And and sometimes you'll have to do that with your kids. You got to break it down. Go hold on. When when your kids tell you something that's really like really super crazy, like hold on, run that past me again. Do that with me. Run that past me again. We we got to sand this thing down so we can take a look at it. That's what God's doing here today. And when you leave here, God's going to restore your joy. Amen. Can I keep preaching about it today? I will. Listen to verse two. Go ahead and rise with me. I only got a couple of verses, and we'll bring whoever's uh, working on the uh, closing with the music. Every branch that doesn't bear fruit, he takes away. Man, I, I got to be honest with you. Aren't you glad for unanswered prayers? I mean, I got to be honest with you. There's stuff that you thought you couldn't live without, and you and you thought that guy that guy was Mr. Right, and he was just nothing but Mr. Right now. Amen. Oh, I can't live without him, Pastor. Oh, he. Oh, I can't. I can't live without. Yeah, you can. You can live without that clown. And you can live without that girl too, because she ain't about anything. You don't want your son dating her, or vice versa. Amen? You don't have to have that right now. He takes it away. And every branch that does not bear fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. So what he's doing in some of your guys' life right now, he's pruning you just a little bit so you can produce a little more. And all this is all relative. I'll tell you ahead of time, uh, Donna, that you have to be and remain in the vine. Because contrary to what the world says, all the nutrition that you need to know about, Terry comes from the vine of Jesus Christ. They, all, the, all the information that you need to know, all the things that you need to, to help you in your life, they all come from the living word of God. You don't need to go to any self-help group. This is the only thing that can deliver you. I'm not saying that these self-help groups ain't good. But it ain't the word of God. It, Mike, I'm saying it don't have delivering power. Amen. Hey, if, if, if standing on your head keeps you sober, stand on your head. But you won't ever get delivered from it. People ask me that all the time. What do you think about this, Pastor? And they want me to sign off on some whatever. Will you rubber stamp this for me, Pastor? Is this of God? No, it's not of God. If it was of God, it'd be in the Bible. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. We're going to get down on this one. You know, this is what's getting ready to happen in America. There's moms and dads all over America going, this stuff ain't from the vine of Christ. The only way you can get nutrition back into the schools and in the highways and the byways and in the halls of government is to get God back in there. And I mean everywhere, everywhere. He ought to be like a bad river, baby, all over town. You got to get him everywhere. I like Jesus everywhere, Mrs. Cope. I like him all over the place. Like peanut butter, I spread it everywhere. He'll be in our boxing match tonight out here. only church around, it'll be fighting for the Lord. uh, Saturday or Friday night right here, 7 o'clock. Show up here, Jesus gonna be here. We get Jesus involved in everything. What kind of church would what kind of church would have a boxing ring and boxing ministry? One that wants to be successful. That's what I said. Amen. Whoever abides in me and I'm in him, he, he bears much fruit, for apart from me you can do nothing. For if anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and it withers, and the branch gathered, thrown into the fire and it's burned. We know what that means. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. I want the church to start asking God for stuff. You got it, 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 as a Christian, you need to start petitioning heaven and ask God to be in your life, every facet, every area of your life. And then you need to be a good receiver. Don't don't be so prideful that you can't receive a blessing. My wife had to teach me that. She said, "You're so prideful, you can't receive a blessing from anybody. You always got to buy everywhere we go." <laughs> All the wives in here are elbowing their husbands. Oh yeah, amen. I'm going to fast forward down to verse 10. So we got two more. Here we go. If you keep my commandments and you abide in me in my love, just as I have kept my father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. So that's what you were missing. You were remember how it got suppressed and it was down there and somebody pushed it down. God's bringing it back up. And you go, Well, how does he bring it back up? You've got to remain in him. So here, here's what Pastor Pat does. Here's what Pastor Pat does. I'll just give you a little secret. Wherever I go, I take this thing with me, Bruce. It's called my sword. Everywhere I go, I take a copy of the U.S. Constitution. Those two documents keep me fit for anywhere I want to travel. anywhere it's still legal for me to tote this thing anywhere I want to go and if you don't believe it I'll open the second document and show it to you I have the right as an American citizen to take this word wherever I want anywhere I'm proud of this word. And when you got one of these that's worn out, you got a life that isn't. You mark that down. That was good. You know, wear this thing out. Wear it out. And if God's the one that gave me my rights, He's the only one that can take them away. Amen. You'll get it all here in a minute. This is all this is all right here in right here in a place we call America. So if you'd rise with me, I'm gonna pray for you. And then Pastor Mark's got a, a, a quick word for you. I'll have to get this business done. And I know Pastor Mark would do it, but I, I just feel so strong, I gotta do it now, and I'll let him follow up. I want to ask you, let's bring the house lights down up there, Michael Habey. And I want you to know we love you, Mike. I'm sorry about your dad. You know when all these kids leave this building and all the adults, Mr. Cope, they've all been equipped to live a life in America through the Word of God. You can just take Wes, you can just take your Bible anywhere you go and say, Pastor Ped told me I could take this wherever I go, wherever I go. And I'll and I'll learn how to live through the Word of God. All the directions are in there. It's a wonderful document. This is what our, our, our forefathers and the framers of the Constitution and the people that, that founded America were all Christians. Contrary to what they're teaching in school. They're all they were all Christians. All Christians. Now I'll sit down with any teacher and debate that at any time. So what does this all mean? Here's, and I said this at my friend's homecoming service. What does it profit a man to gain the whole world yet forfeit for his very soul? So I'm going to give you an opportunity to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior today. Kelly, it's the best opportunity you could ever have. People ought to fall. Jeannie, they ought to fall over themselves to get here. Well, I just gave my life to Jesus Christ. There's nothing better than that. So I'm going to pray for you right now. So that's And and, and wherever you're at, just right now, just lift your hands. I, I want to be saved. I want Jesus to save me. Say that. I want him to save me. I want him to save me. Saving saving the souls of wayward people is what Jesus died for. Watch this. It's delicious. You just come and save me. Deliver me from this. Terry, can you imagine being around? After the rapture, you're looking around going, what in the heck happened here? Man, I'll be, whoop, gone. the pass, pet. Pass. Right up in the sky. And just, uh, That'd be the fa- fastest you ever see me move, Mike Sr. Bing, gone. Be like ricochet rabbit. Just bing, bing, bing. <laughs> Wouldn't you like to be saved that quick from the mess? I mean right now, Diane, Gloria, gone. Pew. You're up there with your husband and you're up there with Bevo and we're all right there and I'm with my family. Don't you want to be with your family sometime when the role is called up You Or not now. We got work to do. J.D., we got work to do. But when he calls me, I'll be ready just like my buddy Rob. Don't mourn and cry for me, man. I'll be gone. But until that time, we're going to stick together and we're going to get it done. And we're going to drive back the forces of hell right back where they belong. In the dark abyss. Let us pray. Father God, we ask you that you show yourself to each and every person that's gathered here in a special and intimate way. I give you the glory for the souls that are saved today and those that are rededicated to walk in glory. And we pray this in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen.